Good morning, everyone. Happy Shushan Purim. <clears throat> Some of us had a happy Purim. <clears throat> happy Shushan Purim. <clears throat> I want to thank our sponsors for the year of the 10 minutes of meaning. Chani and Lenny Grunstein, in memory of Chani's father, Aaron Ben Yitzchak, Mr. Aaron Tambor. <clears throat> I'm going to try this, see if this works. <clears throat> we are studying Mesil Sasharim together. The Ramchal is charting a course for us, how to be the best version of ourselves, how to perfect our lives following the formula of Rav Pinchas Ben Ya'ir. We talked about Zahirus, watchfulness, mindfulness, consciousness, conscientiousness, to be present in every thought, action, and speech. Zrizus, how to act with alacrity and zeal. And now we're up to the character trait of Nikias, how to act with purity, to purge from ourselves the temptation, the desire for wrong, and for our natural instinct and inclination to train ourselves to always do what is right. The Ramchal has been emphasizing the notion of honesty and integrity in all that we do. Not distorting our words, not exaggerating, not lying, and not stealing from others. Not the type of stealing we would never do, of putting our hand in someone else's pocket, but even stealing their knowledge, Gnevas Das, stealing their time, making someone wait, stealing by exaggerating our marketing plan to entice them to buy from us, and so on. <clears throat> so the Ramchal writes, when it comes to the prohibition of ona'a, ona'a is a form of stealing. Ona'a can take the form of overcharging. And the Gemara delineates more than a sixth, less than a sixth, exactly a sixth. But you're not allowed to overcharge someone. It doesn't matter. It's not a function of what the market can bear. It's not a function of what the person's willing to pay. It's a function of what's the real legitimate fair price. And to overcharge beyond that is to exploit, is to extort, is to take advantage of somebody. So when it comes to the prohibition of ona'a, there's ona'a to overcharge, and there's ona'a bidvarim. Ona'a bidvarim is to entice, to push someone to purchase from you. Because it may appear a person thinks it's worthwhile. A person thinks, I'm going to make my product, my goods, look better than they are. I know how to display them. I know how to dress them up. I know how to present them. I know how to market them. And another person won't be able to withstand. They won't be able to hold back. They'll want it so badly, they'll pay whatever it costs. They'll do whatever it takes in order to have it. And the person may even mistakenly think that it's my brilliance my genius, my creativity, which came up with that marketing plan. I'm the one who laid it out in the window in that way. I'm the one who sent out those blasts on email or social media in order to entice people to buy it. <clears throat> the person might mistakenly think, not only is there nothing wrong with it, it's a credit to me. I'm a super genius. Person may say, I am an amazing salesman. I can sell snow to an Eskimo. I can sell anything to anyone. I know I have the power of persuasion. I can entice, I can convince. I can make someone want something so badly, they'll buy it, they'll pay for it. Says the Ramchal, Yomru al person who says any of these things, they view it as 
their skill set, their brilliance. They view it as the power of persuasiveness of their lips. Yomra Kozeh, about such a person we say, Yesh Zariz Viniskar. Gemara Psachim says there are those who are Zariz, who work hard, who are vigorous, and they profit. Viyad Harutzim Tashir, and the hand of the diligent prospers. Omnam, Imlo Yedaktik Viyishko Masav Harbei, Tachaschita Yetzi Choach. But if you're not careful, if you're not vigilant, if you're not thoughtful with everything that you do, then instead of wheat, which is what you planted to grow, thorns come out. So it means to say you might reap a great profit. You might think you're a successful business person. But if you cut corners in order to get what you got, if you convince someone, then in fact, you've grown thorns. You've not grown your bank account. The word ona'a comes from the language of hana'a which means a benefit. Why? Because when a person violates ona'a, when they distort, exaggerate, market unfairly, persuade someone for something they can't afford, you're convincing the other party that they will derive great pleasure. But it's not a genuine pleasure. It's not a pleasure they can afford. It's not a pleasure for them will last. It's not authentic that the pleasure is the product itself. How often are you enticed? You see an ad or you're walking through a supermarket and there's a display and a special sale and you buy something and it promised one thing but it fails to deliver or it lasted one day and then it broke because it wasn't quality and so the hana'a is the violation of ona'a you convince the other party they're going to get great pleasure but it's not genuine it's not lasting and moreover moreover it's even worse than stealing See, when you stole something from someone, you stole something material or physical. It can be returned, it can be compensated for. But when you stole someone's thoughts, you convinced them, you marketed unfairly, you enticed them, you allured them, you persuaded them, and now you stole what they were thinking. That trust can never be restored. That trust can't be returned. And therefore, such an individual is even worse. It's even more egregious than stealing itself. You violate and you stumble in this horrible mistake of ona'a, hona'a, hana'a. You convince the other they were going to get great hana'a. You overpromise and you underdeliver. When you overpromise and underdeliver, it's worse than stealing something physical. You've stolen someone's trust. Their trust in you, their trust in humanity, their trust in doing business. And that's what business is all about. We'll quit while we're behind. Stave the voice. Wishing everyone a Freilich and Shushan Purim. Pick up with this next week.